All right, welcome guys to another episode of the QMS podcast. Today, we're joined by a special guest who is a boxer and who goes by the name of Knuckles. Uh, hi guys, my name is Saheb. Obviously, you refer to me as Knuckles in the gym. Um, just because really, I hit hard. That's literally it. <laughs> they used yes. to call me heavy hands, but from there onwards, it just became Knuckles because it just sounds better than heavy hands. I hear you, man. I hear you. I can't say. How you been, man? How you been? Been chilling, bro. Been chilling. Literally, we ain't spoke since, uh, what was it? After sixth form? After graduation day? It's been a while, man. Wait, did you come to graduation? Yeah, to pick up everything, innit? To pick up... He came from a sick, then he vanished. I was looking for him. He just vanished into thin air. I was gone, literally. You know what it is? Priorities, man. At that moment in time, bro. I promise you, I wasn't, I wasn't doing the right stuff. But handle that now, back on the street. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah man. So what have you been up to? Nothing much, but literally right now, I guess I've just taken the decision to, you know, take boxing pro. And mm. I, you know, I can't really do something half-hearted, so I had to drop a lot of other things that I was mm. doing alongside it. I just started, you know, taking boxing really seriously and training sometimes even three times a day. Uh, cut down the weightlifting quite a lot. Had to reduce my weight as well, because then if I, you know, stayed at my bodybuilding weight, I would be fighting cruiserweights, and all of them are taller than me, so it would, mm. it would be practical. And uh, yeah, it's really been boxing, just been PTing now. Um, I've oh, got little, as well, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been PTing now as well. You know, I wasn't uni, but. You know, I did realize that it took up a lot of my time, and me doing these essays and doing these before deadlines, nah, it wasn't really my cup of tea. So <clears throat> yeah. I just dropped out. I dropped out <clears throat> before the year even ended. Yeah, I hear you, man. Yeah, calm. <clears throat> What's it called? Um, so you've you've always like I swear you've always like been on the boxing thing like prior. Yeah, you've yeah, always yeah. been on it. Yeah, I've always but been then, that guy, man. I've always yeah. been that girl that's really into martial arts. You know, what's mad? My uncle got me in from the age of 11. So I was working out push-ups, you know, dips, pull-ups, squats, all of these things from the age of 11. So from year six, mm-hmm. basically. Um, <clears throat> so when I hit puberty, it's like everything fell right into place because I was already working out before I hit puberty. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and then from there, I started doing MMA and Jiu-Jitsu and... Uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to be specific. So we started wrestling a lot, um, doing takedowns and stuff. And I was wrestling with people from, like, when I was 12, I was wrestling with people that were 18, 19, weighed 70 kilos. And that's what really, I guess, got me to where I am today because, you know, although I'm not really that tall, but I've got it in me type of thing. So I did, that's one reason why I took it uh, upon me to become a boxer. Mm. That's all you know. I never knew you did BJJ. Yeah, I did BJJ for a I had no idea, for bro. a long minute, yeah. yeah so when it comes to the groundwork, when it comes to the groundwork, I kind of got it. There's, that's sad still. I was thinking this guy, because you, man, probably don't know Sahib from young, but I remember seeing Sahib from young, and I was thinking, there's no way this guy is, like, even two years older than me. He's probably three or four years older than me. He's been a mm. big guy from the get. Yeah, no, nah, I have. I can't lie, I thank a lot for that. And obviously, jeans as well, aren't it? Well, not really. I mean, yeah, jeans to a certain extent. Because 
not everyone in my family is good like me kind of thing do you know what I mean mm. but um, yeah it's more it comes from Allah man I'm happy it's a test as well wasn't it? to see if I do good with this body or not Hey man, hundred percent. Oh, now. So wait, yeah, you said you said you, you cut off uni. When did you like drop out? Literally before Ramadan. Before Ramadan, I dropped out one hundred percent. Didn't attend no exams. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even listen. <laughs> I'm telling you, when I was on this dropout thing, I dropped out completely. Even before Ramadan, I wasn't even attending like that. Mm. I would I, like, because it would be so expensive to attend. Like, I'd be paying £17 a day, a day, bro, just on TFL. That's excluding eating. And this is more, more time I'll be taking pack lunch here. Even if I, you know, did the whole student rail card thing, I'll be just be getting a third off. And because I'm travelling from zone one to zone six, I'm still being shagged even with a third off. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So then it, it, it became... Exactly. It became a thing where I was like, cool, am I going to go there on a motorbike or am I going to drive there? But no, I'm not going to do either because petrol is going to take me out. And a motorbike, why am I going to go on a motorbike from yard to uni? That's just long, man. I'm doing too much. If I do not ped to uni, that's crazy. Not even ped, bro. Motorbike. That's a serious motorbike. Yeah, bro, that's your thing, isn't sports, it? Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cold, cold. So was there anything else you like stopped doing to commit to boxing? Yeah, I had to cut down a bit on PTing as well because okay. I did understand that you see, bro, the thing is with boxing, right? It's something that you have to go all in and get as many fights, build up your resume, fight, you know, people that are credible as well. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Not some O and O guy and you're here winning on a six win streak. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So like yeah. those sort of things and you need to show your coaches that you really you really are committed to the sport. Like you really want to be the best boxer that's ever touched this earth kind of thing. You see what I'm saying? Mm. And so the moment they see that from within you, they're willing to do whatever it takes to get you there, give you all of their time, energy, even money, bro, you get literally flown out from me. Um, I know one of my boys he got flown out from here to Jersey. Oh man! Yeah, the Jersey Islands, and he 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 gave a guy a good beat in there, bro. Now he's eight and zero. Fair play to him, man. Fair play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good beating. Yeah, man. So yeah, I had to cut down on that as well. Make time, make more time for boxing. Make also more time for me, mm-hmm. because I know that if I like don't properly give my energy. To, to things that benefit me then it's just going to be a thing where I'm going to just going to get sucked into it and then like yeah that's that's good but then it also ends up being toxic you want to really have time for yourself you want to really have time for your religion just to mm-hmm. maybe just grow as a person because you, you can only grow so much from doing things that you enjoy you know you've mm-hmm. got to be disciplined as well sure. yeah man <clears throat> 100% um, I have two more questions do you guys want to ask yours or should I, should I carry on um, you can carry on for now. Alright, cool. Um, I was gonna ask. So you've always been in the boxing team, yeah? When did yeah, you yeah. actually decide to go pro? When did you make that decision? <sighs> Good question. I can't lie. Date? Don't really remember. It was mm-hmm. actually after Ramadan, so very recent, very recently. I decided. Oh, to you pro. just I yeah. 
it was a thing where you know there was there was a just a thought going across my head of thinking you know I'm, it's like I don't want to be a wasted talent mm. I don't want to have this talent and just not do anything with it I've got a good background when it comes to you know sports and I'm athletic and you know I was in, I was on this boxing thing from from young um, so I just didn't want to be a wasted talent so I thought maybe you know what let me just give this a shot I've dropped out of uni I can dedicate my life to something and I can retire by the age of 35 so why the hell not mm. so you know what I, I remember I sent a message to the man them GC I was like guys I'm going to go pro in two years mark my words I'm going to have in five years I'll be number one contender I'm telling you those that say yes we're behind you like, cool then and from there it's just been grind every day bro like I'm mm. I'm not even joking to you bro the people that I'm I'm sparring here like now I'm a light heavyweight yeah I'm I'm sparring heavyweights and they hit like a truck. Oh, these men, one punch, they will thump up your face. They'll change it. These guys, what's the like the, the actual weight class? They're heavyweights. I'm I'm a light heavyweight, but the only reason I'm sparring them is because. Sorry. You know how much they weigh? Yeah, 16, 17 stone. One of them is eighteen. What's that in kg? You know there? So about a hundred and. One kilos up. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, oh, that's how much they weigh. That's yeah. nuts. Oh, yeah. And, and these men are boxers as well. And the reason why I'm, you guys might think, yeah, but why are you sparring people like this? I can't lie to you. In my weight division, I'm quite short compared to everybody. Or some everyone's really roughly around my height. But for my height, I have some kind of rubbish range. You can say. Do you know what I mean? Like my my reach is just dead. I've got small arms. Mm. So. I mean, I'm I'm more of a brawler, inside worker kind of thing. So it's making me more adaptive to that circumstance. So when that circumstance arises in a match, and I'm mm. fighting someone that's just got longer arms than me, which 99% of the time they probably would, then I know what to do. Mm. And I know how to take a hit as well. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I, and the thing is with, with, with these men, it's not just like a newbie heavyweight that just wants to brawl with you and throw hard bangs and whoever gets knocked out first is is the little wimp kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? It's more mm. about they really kind of dissect your performance and tell you, listen, you're going, you're leaning to this side too many times. Go slip to that side now because then I can catch you with the left hook there. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So they're helping man out as well. These men are really good people, bro. And yeah, man. So soon come, 11 off the 6th. Yeah, man, 100%. Remember that, bro. Remember that date, what man? Day, man? What day? Wait, What's 11 off the 6th? That's an 11th of June. How long is that? That's... That's two and a half weeks away. Yeah. Solid. Yeah, man. Closer than I have to make weight as well. I'm trying to make weight to 83 kilos because that's like literally my catch weight with the guy. Um, You're going to be really? light though. That's mad. You're going to be yeah, so light. Yeah. You know what's mad as well? Like I was, when I was sparring yesterday from 11 to 1, the morning session, we mm. took a coach from a gym called uh, Miguel's Gym. I don't know if you guys are familiar with a guy called Freezy. You probably don't. He's he's a very very bait guy. He's very he's very you know, he's got a bubbly character. He's very loud. Um, yeah. He's got like 80k followers on Insta, and like I saw him as well, and he trains mm. at Miguel's as well. So I was like, yo, he's saying yeah, he's good, whatever. And there was a coach as well that trains at Miguel, and he was like, you know, I'm gonna come watch you spar. Guys, like talking to me, and I was like, say less, man. No okay. pressure. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
So obviously he saw me spar or whatever, but when came, sat me down to the corner, he was like, are you free Friday? I was like, what do you mean are you free Friday, bro? He was like, Friday 11 a.m., can you make it? And the girls. I don't the, the coach, the coach. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to train you. He's like, no problem. I'm paying. So he's Fair like, play, yeah, man. You're, you're like a young talent, whatever. He's like, how old are you? He's like, 20. So like, how much do you weigh? He's like, 88. He's like, you've got really fast hands for an 88 kg guy. He's like, I appreciate it. And I'll see you on Friday. No problem. So now it's like, you know what I mean? I'm trying to build more and more connections. Because the thing is with yeah. this boxing thing, if you don't have good network, you don't have connections, you are not going to make it. You're going to sign to some dead deal and they're going to shake you with how much money they give you and you're going to end up paying more than what you actually want to pay and more mm. than you earn sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, um, I was just going to ask as well. You were talking about, um, what's it called? You are talking about you said you trained like three times yesterday. In general, yeah. what is your like, and like looking after yourself as well, in general, what is like, since you've, you know, decided to go pro and actually jumped on the boxing thing like proper, what does your balance of like, I say, I guess day to day or week to week look like? Like, how are you balancing? Is it? Oh, man. <laughs> God. <laughs> how does your balance look for like looking after yourself, obviously training, pot sparring, all of that stuff? How does that look? You see, the thing is with boxing, right? You do really need to look after yourself because throughout the first couple of years of taking things really seriously, you are very injury prone because <clears throat> you're not mm. used to doing certain things. You're not used to making the the novice mistakes. For example, me, I made the novice mistake. I punched the guy's punch by accident and now my shoulder's gone. My right shoulder's mm. gone. Yeah, that you one, that one there's just man, that one's mad. Yeah. So... These sort of things, I need to uh, get more used to them, and I need, therefore, I need to take more time to really rest and maybe take a couple of days off gym, just sit down at home, have an ice bath, watch what I eat. And I'm not gonna lie to you, I've never really dieted in my life, never dieted mm. in my life, yeah. Because I just, I just found the sort of things like if you want to diet to lose weight, I don't really need to lose weight, but now it's like I need to lose weight, and so. Bro, I'm having one meal a day, but I'm literally having a whole chicken. Okay, a yeah. whole chicken. Plus <laughs> a whole chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> I'm having a whole chicken. And like maybe... You see Nando's, when you grab a whole chicken, you get four sides with it. Yeah. That oh, that's your thing, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah hey. Literally, after every... And I have that big, big meal after two training sessions. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? So, and that's that's you done for the day, and then other than snacks. Yeah, snacks. The only snack I'd say I have is maybe like a little protein shake later yeah. on in the day before I sleep. That's about it because the chickens already got 160 grams or so of protein, and I don't mm. really need more. Serious. You know what I'm that's yeah. quite yeah. That's and quite a lot. Yeah. Like, so now I've got, I've got, I've got uh, some carbs, maybe mash, some rice, some veg. That's it, man. That's, that's mm. literally me done for the day. And I've actually developed that sort of eating cycle because of Ramadan. Because we was, I was only eating, obviously, at iftar time. But I would still work out throughout the whole day. And so, mm. because of me doing that for a month straight, it didn't really matter if I ate in the morning or not after that. I kind of got used to not eating anyway. So I just drank. I used to just drink some water in the morning, maybe some water or some creatine. That's it. Trust me, I don't have pre-workout, bro. Pre-workout is so bad for you if you actually box. 
because you get an adrenaline dump, you lose all your energy in one round and you're out for the next five, six rounds, however many rounds you're boxing. That is, so if you box, it's not good for you? Nah, uh, nah. It's really bad. How about, yeah. how about in general? In general, it's good if you are, you know, someone that's just really tired all the time, you've got a busy schedule and you go into gym after work, you just want like a quick little wake up. Yeah, have mm. that. It's got quite, uh, but then the thing is, when you develop high tolerance to caffeine, you just, you'd want more caffeine to get the same sort of stimulus and then you just mm. end up being in a cycle kind of thing. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. But moving back to the question, um, I do take a lot of time off to recover because I understand that in these sort of years that I'm going to be putting into the boxing because I'm in the early years now, I'm going to be making a lot of mistakes and I'm going to be getting injured a lot as well. So I've started to cut down on gym. Um, I heavy lift maybe once a week in the gym. like, And it, it won't even be a heavy lift as in like chest, back and legs. It'll just be either legs or either back or either chest. Because more time when you're boxing, you're actually using your lats a lot, your back a lot and your bicep a lot. You know, really, one thing that boxers have un- underdeveloped is their rear delts and their tricep. Because they don't okay. really use that when they're throwing a punch. When you're throwing a punch, you really use your bicep and your back a lot and your shoulders. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, just um, for me, I really, really do prioritize rest. And I don't know about you guys, but I'll give you guys this tip, right? Don't go to gym and lift heavy more than twice a week. You're taxing your CNS too much. And not only that, you're going to... What's CNS? Central nervous system. Uh-huh. Your taxing get a bit too much. And not only that, you're just putting too much stress on your tendons and your ligaments. And you, okay, yes, they, they do get stronger, but let them get stronger over time. Don't rush mm. the process. Do you see what I'm saying? Because then again, mm. you can be easily injured. If they haven't recovered from the last training session and you get injured this time, you're out for six, seven weeks at least because mm. it's a tendon. Do you see what I'm saying? So you're saying like, when it comes to training... Train like mm. however you do in a week, but like don't go heavy lifting for like legs twice in a week. Yeah, don't don't lift heavy. Don't lift okay. heavy more than once. For each muscle group, that is. Yeah. But if it's like in general, don't go more than twice, three times max. But mm. you do you don't need that sort of stress on your on your tendons and ligaments now. At least preserve them. Because then uh, then again, you see bodybuilders, bro. Them man there don't even squat. Big bodybuilders that are on roids. You see what happened to Ronnie Coleman. This guy had that 11-hour back surgery because of how much he squatted and deadlifted. Oh, mad. Yes. That's what I'm saying. And more time bodybuilders don't squat. All they do is the hamstring curl and the leg curls for their, um, and the calf raises. They don't even squat like that. Mm. They're scared for their knees. They have problems with their knees now. Fair, man. Yeah, <clears throat> um, Philip. Yes. On the more you general, hey. On the more, hey. On the more general, oh my days, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, On the more general. Uh, thank you. On the more general side of things. Of course, I told that the boxing thing is extremely important to you. But what would you say are the three most important things to you in your life right now? Number one, definitely, definitely has to be God. Allah, he definitely has to be up there. 
And reason being is I have been in situations, especially after sixth form, where I could have definitely lost my life. You know, mm. so I'm every day I wake up. That's like for me, it's like another chance to really do do my day proud kind of thing. Because the day just come to me now. I've woken up. No, I need to properly ax the day. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Um, more time, bro. You'd, you'd, you'd be surprised how many people really don't wake up from their sleep. You see mm. what I'm saying? And a lot of things really um, that have kind of happened in my life. So that's why I'd say Allah definitely has to be there because <laughs> he's boss case for me a lot, man. A lot, bro. Like, alhamdulillah at the end of the day. So that's number one. And obviously religion as well. So I do owe it all to Allah. Um, second is definitely my parents. My mom is not really supportive of it. I'm a family. My mom's not really supportive of it because she's saying, yeah, you come back with bruises here and there. I just say, well, you walk into a boxing ring and expect not to get hit. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> come on. <like. laughs> you are going to get hit. You are going to. You're going to get beaten up a bit. You're going to come up with a busted lip that's going to heal in about three to four days. You know, your wrist is going to get sprained a bit. Put, put some ice on it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And thirdly is my word. If I give something, like my word is more more important to me than my life is. Okay. Mad. And I've, I and I've started to deep that myself, especially after after my last relationship, really, um, my word became a lot, lot more important to me. So, <clears throat> it's a thing where with me, I believe that a man, aside from having God, he has two, two, two main things in his life. He's got his word and he's got his balls. He's got his balls to reproduce and he's got his word to act on. He never let any of them go. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? So that's why I really do take my... What I say, I really make sure that if I'm going to say, yes, Philip or Quincy, I'm going to train you guys today, even if something like that, I'm not going to say last minute, no, sorry, I can't do it. I'll make sure that day is clear for me to do that. Or else I'm just not going to say, I'm going to train you guys. Something as small as that. Because then again, the more, if you put yourself in a habit where you, you know, do these sort of things where you go back on your word here and there and your value decreases as a man. You lose respect. No one's going to really rate your thing. Mm. And like when it comes to deeper things where you actually need to give your word to someone because, you know, it's very deep now, you're not going to do it because you're busy used to going back on your word in the smaller things. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. But yeah, those three things are definitely up there. God, Allah, my family, and my word. God, I love that last piece of advice. That last use of the match yeah. was, was wonderful. That was beautiful. 100%. <clears throat> yeah, the voice cracks, crazy. No, nah, but 100%, bro. Um, <laughs> the, the word thing is just mad. I feel like, I don't know why a lot recently, people have just like, gotten less regard yeah. for their word. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they, they don't seem to be bothered by it. Like, they feel because like, I, in my in my opinion, words are very cheap. It's very easy for someone to say something and then not commit to it. So because words are very cheap, it's like there's no like physical effect that they would like 
experience if they had you to fall back on their word. Go on. No, I, I, I hear what you're saying. But then again, the reason why you think words are cheap is because you've been around people that say something and they don't do it. I was, or I was say something. That. Yeah, I hear that. Do you see what I'm saying? So yeah. now, if, if, if you're around people that say they're going to do something and do it, word's going to be something that you hold very highly. And you'd be giving your word to people now. Because now you mm. think, no, I'm going to, I'm going to most definitely do that. No cap. Mm. Nothing's going to stop me from doing it. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. Like the people now, my, my friendship circle, that's one thing we hold so highly. Like the moment you say, yes, I'm going to be there at 7.45, be there 7.30. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's just something as small as that. But because yeah, we understand that if you if a person can't keep their word, bro, I'm telling you, that's half their respect gone. Because I told you, there's mm-hmm. only two things. That's what makes you a male. People are born males and females. Being a man and a woman is a characteristic that you develop over time. And being a man of your word is of the best characteristics. Um, bro's preaching. Serious, bro. Bro's preaching, man. But did, no, did you man give a reason for us to like why would it, why pe- someone wouldn't they wouldn't stick to their word? I no, I just said that there's no like like nothing would happen to them immediately in that moment. But it's rather a thing where subconsciously that person that has asked for your word, they are losing trust in you. But that yeah. that isn't of any that might not be of any regard to them. So that's that's the reason that came to mind. Do you have a reason? I'm not even sure. I can only think of it as it sometimes being beneficial to them. So someone might go back on their word because it's beneficial to them in that time. But like mm-hmm. Sahib said, it's not really beneficial because in reality, you're devaluing yourself. You're devaluing what you have to say because no one's mm-hmm. going to believe you in the long run. Mm-hmm. And also, building on from what Quincy said as well, because they're not getting no immediate consequence. You see, the thing is, with one thing that we believe in Islam, right? The first is the opening ayah to, opening verse to chapter number five, I think, yeah. It's, oh, you believe, stand firm on your promises. That's the opening. So that, that, if that's the opening to the chapter, bro, and that's the first thing that it just, it talks about, like, stay firm on your promise. And that's one of the qualities of a believer. Then, bro, as a Muslim, I have to fulfill my promise. If I say something, I'm going to do it, even if it means, even if it means. Because the thing is, they say, don't make any promises out of anger whilst you're being emotional. And mm. don't make promises when you're happy as well. Mm. Do, you see, do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Really and truly, we, we know that us, us men shouldn't be doing, we, we need to subdue our emotions to ourselves not really subdue ourselves to our emotion. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's it? Um, you shouldn't... What's, what's the quote again? Master, um, emotions make yeah. servants, but poor masters. Yeah. That quote, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I was going to ask... Oh, what was I going to ask? Um, I was going to... No, I was going to ask you, man. What's your uh, top three things? Let's not let's not leave it to say let's ask you man. Top three. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Top three. She she she's number one. Exact same answer. And I'm suspecting it's gonna be the same for Salam as well. God comes first at all times. You know, in Christianity is 
seek God first, everything follows. Everything follows. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter as long as God is number one. You're good. He's He's got you. He's always right. got you. And I've seen that in my life. He's always had me as I've grown up. I've seen, rah, I like, in them times there, things could have been a bit brazy. But mm. I'm panned. I'm good. I'm straight. I'm here. So that's number one. Number two. Um. I'd say family, obviously my immediate family, but also my extended family. And what I mean by extended family is people who share the same religion as me. So, because uh, in my religion, um, you have to, you're expected to love each other, love your brothers and sisters, love your neighbor. Yeah, you should be able to die for someone of your own religion. And yeah, that's, that's what we believe. It doesn't matter if you're on the other side of the earth, if you have the same religion as me, we're brothers, we're sisters. If you need help, you can come to me. If I need help, I can come to you. That's the second thing, immediate family and extended family. And the third thing, I'm not too sure about the third thing. I'd have to think about the third thing. But I know those two for sure are my top two. Yeah, my top two is is actually very, very... I think it's pretty much the same, if I'm honest. Number one, always be God, man. Always be Allah. It's like this. It's like, and I'll be honest with you. I feel like the more, the more you get connected, the more you get deeper and deeper into your connection with, with God. It's like, a lot of the stuff in this world just seems useless. Honestly, a lot of the stuff in this world, you're like, wait. Last year, I was worrying about that. Last year, I was thinking about that. I spent a whole day thinking about that. Today, I just don't give a crap. Mm. It's like. So it's like sometimes I think to myself, I, I feel like the deeper connection you get with God, the closer you start getting to the stuff is more important. Not mm-hmm. just in terms of like God, of course, but or your religion, but in terms of the stuff you have around you in the world. Mm. So that's one thing that's hundred percent that's helped out a lot. And the second thing is the same thing as Philip, family, immediate family. But at the same time, I feel like my connection to the idea that everyone in my religion is part of one body all of us are like one like they're all brothers and we're all sisters i mean not all sisters but i have sisters and i have brothers in my religion like i feel like that's mm-hmm. that's something that's helped a lot and even to be this more recently because like i go mosque a lot alhamdulillah the mosque is close to my house so you just see a lot of people that that are just doing the right thing not not like like when you're in school in it, I feel like it's easy to do the wrong thing because everyone's doing the same thing more or less, whether mm-hmm. it's right or wrong, it doesn't really matter. But like when I go to my mosque and I see, oh, everyone's here praying. I'm not gonna like it's an emotional one. Like Ramadan, yeah. When I saw the mosque full, see, I was like the first time I saw the mosque full, I was struggling to contain myself. But I was just like, wow, this is how many Muslim brothers I have praying with me today, and it was just like. That's for some reason it just sends me somewhere else because like I'm just mm. like why why like like sometimes I feel bad praying at home if that makes sense just because of that because I'm thinking oh my brothers are in the mosque praying like why aren't I praying with them why am I praying at home mm. so that like, that's what's one thing like family wise I'm like. Like not just immediate family or people that share my blood. Even more time, some people that share my blood, I'm not even tight, tight, tight with them. To be fair, but yeah. Um, 
And then the third thing, probably, you know, I'm get, I'm starting to get into this more recently. Is is like my health. Mm. I feel like it's something. It's something that I've neglected quite a bit. If I'm honest. Mm. So it's like something I want to start looking after and start like paying attention to what's important, what I should put in my body, what I shouldn't put in my body, how often, let's say, I should work out in a week, like what I can do in, let's say, like it's like just just coming up with mechanisms that are just good for me my life rather than like let's say doing something that I would usually do and I'd think okay yeah do you know what I'm like it's low maintenance it's not really that deep like I can get through it if that mm. makes sense but yeah I thought but just going back to the first point I feel like once once I like like how far God is the number one it's like God's number one and then the rest like family and all of that is like family's like number five and then that everything else is like a hundred, a hundred and one or something down there. <laughs> not really. It's not really yeah, a okay, one, two, three. I get what you mean. It's yeah. Not really a one, two, three in this case. But yeah, yeah I feel yeah. like, like once, once you deeper that connection with God, and once you start doing or implementing what you read in your, like what we read in the Quran, for example, as a Muslim, like everything else just makes its place. So it makes its place itself in your life. So like. That's why God is probably, not even probably, it is like the number one by quite a bit. If that for makes sure, sense. For sure, for sure. Quincy's your turn. Um, my my number one is the same but different in a sense. It's like God, yes, but my faith in God. I feel like when, like, if I I need to sort of not need to but I feel like I've started prioritizing my faith in God and like trying to build my faith in God so much more than it already has been built because again there's so many things that I've gone through that if it wasn't for God then it would have been a matter of me being here and me not being here so it's like just those little things like that have just made me realize that that have had have made me build my faith in God and have made me want to prioritize my faith in God because I'll be honest, there have been times when I've just entirely lost faith. Like, there's times when, like, nothing is going well, it's, everything is just downhill, and, like, it doesn't seem like there's, like, an end tunnel. Mm. So, and that's because I haven't, maybe maybe prior to that moment, I haven't, like, focused on building my faith. But I'm saying now, one thing that I do prioritise in my life is building my faith in God, and, like, making sure that I'm doing all the right things to understand that God is everything. And if I don't have God in my life, then, you know, it just, everything goes to ruin. And that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. That's and then, um, number two, I would say family. Um, which if you asked me a year ago, I probably wouldn't say the same thing. I feel like it's just a matter of the responsibility that's been put on me. Like, obviously, um, I think I said in the podcast before, my dad is in the picture, but he's not in the sense that he's, yes, still married to my mum, cool, but he's just not physically there. So I've, I just really, I don't know what switched on. I realised that I genuinely have to take the responsibility of being the, the man in this house, like the one that my brother will look up to and he will say, oh, okay, that's how I should behave. Because I, and I realised that because my brother is very, is very easily influenced. 
and anything I want, anything I did, he would want to do after. So when I um when I started growing out my hair, I'd have to wear a do rag. This boy started wearing a do rag because he saw me wearing a do rag. It's just little things like that. Yeah, I'd be like away from him. What is he gonna hear about me? And when he hears that about me, he's gonna want to do it because he's looking up to me. Does that make sense? Yeah, I hear you. And then you know, looking after my mum and everything, like making sure she feels loved and everything. All of that, my siblings, all of that stuff. So family, one hundred percent is second. And then third, I, I want to say, I want to say spreading love. Is, can I say that? Yeah. You can say whatever you want, bro. Yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah. I want to, I want to say spreading love because I realized that. Talking from an objective standpoint, love is something that this world really lacks. Hey. (laughs) Love is something this world lacks so much. And it's like, I may not always, people call me nonchalant, whatever, whatever. I may not always show that I want to spread love, but in any moment that I can, in any moment someone asks me for help, I try my best in every scenario that I can to just show or spread love. Even if it's a matter of just complimenting someone's outfit, oh, that looks nice on you. A randomer because I don't know it's just like I feel like there's a certain love in my heart that just wants to just like give to people and help people and obviously a lot of people don't wouldn't perceive that from just looking at me especially when I'm up here oh guy from Peckham uh, probably does drugs probably drink all of that that's what hey, they'll hey. see from me but it's just a matter of I just want to spread love so I'd probably say that's like and again it's been something that's come upon me very recent to just want to spread love to people and like show people that they can love and not just on a relationship like level like on a platonic level of just showing love to your people around you to people that you don't know um so yeah that's what i would say my third is i love that third point that third point was yeah was top notch i was gonna add that into my third point slightly yeah i thought was gonna be um my own conduct because mm. to be honest when you're walking around in the world and you just see everything how backwards everything is mm. how people behave it, it just makes you say what's the point of trying to be a loving person if person a is going to do me like this person mm. b is going to do me like this personally i don't think i deserve it but i go it anyways so it makes you not want to do those things but sometimes you just have to think you're going to make a conduct top notch because regardless you know that you're still doing the right thing you're still Mm. being a good person maybe on your way out somewhere in the morning you say hello you say good morning to someone i told you guys this before i was out on my way Mm. to the gym random lady said good morning to me i don't know you but she said good morning to me i promise you that made my day i have no idea she smiled me and she said good morning to me i was like you know what that's 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 what we need that's what we Mm. need but that's what that's what we're lacking so you might as well just try to be that person, even if it's on a small scale. And cool, fair enough, people might not take you as such. Like, fair enough, people say, oh, you look nonchalant. But that's fine. That's fine if you look nonchalant because your actions mm. say other, will say otherwise. So it's got to get some more peace and love out of it. What helps me? Go on, bro, go on, bro. Sorry. Uh, what I was going to add to that is just a question that we, we may, uh, you know, just add into our lives really and just ask ourselves how do we want to be remembered in the next hundred years or so that's mm. building upon what um, Quincy said because like you know the way you'd be remembered 
is the same way you're going to, well, this is what we believe. So say, for example, if now I'm remembered as a person with, I was rude, a dirty attitude to people, you know, all the negative stuff, I'd be treated like that and resurrected like that on the day of judgment. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? And then I'd have a lot of kind of quote unquote shit on my plate kind of thing because now I've just done everyone wrong. But now that you're, and the thing is, Quincy also, it's just the thing where it just starts off with someone like you saying, I think we should spread more love. Now you've got Quincy, uh, not, sorry, Philip saying, yeah, I think we should too. Next thing you know, you've got another guy saying, another guy saying, mm. it all starts off with just this. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%, man, yeah. So, I feel, yeah. I feel like, re- like, really and truly, like, I, I realised this when talking to my therapist, like, a lot, like, you know how you, um, Philip said that, Say or say someone a person A does this to you, well, you want to treat them nice back. It's like more time these people are hurt. Like deep down, these people are hurt. These people are suffering from trauma, and it's like it's only gonna be a thing where hurt people hurt other hurt people, and hurt people will continue to hurt people, and it's just gonna be that loop. It's like um okay, let me use an example. Say a father, right? He left his child or whatever. He left his child. More time, he probably left his child because he didn't feel like he was enough. Maybe he didn't have his father when he was growing up. So he's now hurt that child. And now that child is going to grow up and probably not know how to react in the situation. Now, because he's hurt, he's now going to hurt it's probably his child or another person. And it's just that loop of hurt people, hurting more hurt people. And it's never going to end until someone is like, okay. I'm not as hurt as X or I'm not as hurt as Y. And even if I am, I'm out to just spread love anyway. And maybe that, that the person that's feeling hurt will feel less hurt in that moment and will not hurt other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's just a cycle. It's just a loop. It is. That's the thing with evil as well. You see, the thing is, there's a reason why evil exists. There's a reason why pain, suffering and all of these exist. Because on the opposite side, God exists as well. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. So now it's like if evil exists, then surely there must be good. Because there must be good too. You mm. So it's like because because now you're you're in suffering, naturally, to so say for example, I don't know, any of you guys had an exam or whatever, and now it's getting a bit stressful, it's getting a bit hard. First thing you're gonna do, oh God made it easier for me, man. I mean you see what I'm saying? Mm. That's something as small as that, but then if you see evil out on the mains, you're gonna see, okay, cool. May God protect me from these sort of people or these sort of things. Do you know what I'm saying? So they're all interesting. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, 100%, man. Um, yeah, do you guys want to add anything or do you guys have a, another question? I don't, I don't have another question. Salam? I was thinking about this during, during, um, Quincy must have put in the GC must have put a topic of loneliness and I remember someone I think it was um I think it was Ola you know when we were in, when I was in year 12 she I don't know year 13 she came back from me and she was like um there's a big difference between being used to being alone and being lonely thank you and I just wondered what you what you guys what you guys thought of that like in general Ooh. as like a question this is something I want. I want to dedicate a podcast. I didn't realize how big a thing it was. Yeah, I, I know. really want to dedicate this. Now we'll talk well, about it now. We'll as, soon as, as soon as you said loneliness, I was like, yeah, 
Because do you know is that question genuinely formed the rest of my effort? Oh, the really? rest of my effort in was me just going like, am I lonely, or do I just enjoy being alone? Because mm. I like there's a negative stigma to lonely, isn't it? I I think is it a negative emotion or what? Because I, I would be, I would say so. I'd say lonely to be lonely is a negative emotion. Okay, cool, but. Being alone doesn't necessarily mean that you're negative, does it? Mm. No. no, yeah. So that's how I feel. Like, like for me, like to be honest, that's why. Like, as soon as we left sick form, as soon as I got out of an environment where I was seeing people every day, which I appreciate, which I think people should appreciate to a certain extent, being able to see people every day in school or whatever. One hundred percent. Um. But yeah, as soon as I got out of the environment, I chose to take like a month. But I was just like, you know what? Let me just be on my own for a bit. Okay. And I feel like, I've like when you go to uni, unless you're you're the type of person like, and which we didn't went to or not, but the type of person to be partying, like socializing and all of that, doing like the usual uni uni student stuff or first year stuff, um, you spend a lot of your time on your own, really and truly. Mm. Which I think, and I think I don't. I don't think like it's been something bad that's happened to me. So like in that sense, like I just want to know what you guys thought. What is the difference between being lonely and being alone? If that makes sense. You mean being alone as in solitude? What does that mean? Yeah, like, you just see the bigger, not to yourself, kind of thing. Yeah, just being like in your own space. Mm. Yeah, being your own space and then being lonely. Like, what's the difference? Personally, I think if I had to, and I haven't thought about this much, just like in the last two minutes when you were just talking, if you had to boil it down to the simpler terms, I'd say when you're, in terms of solitude, solitude is like a choice you made for yourself, like to withdraw and stay on your own for a while. Kind of mm. like how, like, you know how I would um, hit, to, hit my office at lunch, bang Mr. Kipling and I'll be back. After 30 minutes, yeah. yeah. That's like that's like solitude because I'm choosing to do it for my own benefit. But being lonely is like when you feel like there's no one there, there's no one that you can go to. You're mm. you're alone by force. It's not really a choice. You feel like you've been forced into being alone. Mm. That's how I would put it for now anyways, unless there's any flawed explanation there. No, I would say no, no, I get that. So also, I'd, 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 I'd probably add to, you know, being like with both um, definitions that uh, was uh, Philip gave. I feel like there's there's both positives to them because sometimes you, you choosing to be alone, you may think that that's the best thing for you, but then again, you may be stopping blessings that may come into your life sure. at that certain specific time. I hear you. What I'm saying. So sometimes it can play uh, against you. But then again, also being lonely could be that thing where it may ignite something in you. It may be the petrol to the fire inside you. And then now you're going to properly go out and seek something that you want to, you know, put your energy in so that it becomes your purpose. Because now you're just tired of being lonely. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so there's, 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 that even, I don't think being 
lonely or being alone should ever have a negative stigma to it. I can, I can understand why, but then again, if if you if you think about it from a negative perspective, yes, it it just it sounds like a sad life. It just sounds really sad. But there's always a positive. It's always a positive. And I promise you, most have these lonely people that probably have no father, no upbringing, just out there on the street. How many people that become the greatest of influencers started from there? Greatest of even boxers, greatest of people started off. Bro, Muhammad Ali started off as a slave. Hmm. So you're talking about that, that, the petrol to the fire. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I hate that one. Yeah. yeah. So it definitely is a benefit, man. Because then no. the, the thing is, that's just all unchanneled energy now. But the moment you channel it, oh, all it takes is just for God to put someone into your life then to show you how you should channel it. That's it. Mm. And you're good, bro. You're set. You know, I agree. I think. Also, as long as people know the difference between the two, then they, they can they can know how to approach what they're gonna do next. Because like Slam was saying, that people get them mixed up, like people who are forcibly alone, but they say, "Oh, I like being in my own space." They're two different things. Yeah, you don't really have an yeah. option. Exactly, they're two different things, and I think, um, like you were saying, say because of the negative connotations around. Where loneliness, there are people who aren't willing to admit that they are lonely. Like, if you're feeling alone, go see a friend, go speak to a friend, go see someone, go see, go see someone. This is why it's so important to have like a, a good friendship group because you can see these people and you know they're gonna bring, bring new energy, bring positive energy to you. But mm. it all comes first when you identify what exactly what the issue is or why you might be feeling a certain way. Mm. Yeah, I understand. think for us as men, I think for us as as guys as well, it's just a thing where it comes from an ego point of view where we just wouldn't want to go out to our boys and be like, "Yo, I'm lonely." Do you see what I'm saying? That's yeah. something we need to talk about as well. Oh, you yeah, want to bring yeah, up topics yeah. for like an entire podcast, bro? This is a podcast. You can talk about this for like another. You can talk about this for like another hour, I promise. Yeah, oh, but, um, yeah. Um, yeah, like uh, guys aren't gonna do that and i feel like especially with how the world's just now kind of changed to you know view guys in a very different way yeah. and um i guess yeah everyone's now opinion matters so much now do you see what i'm saying mm. and now like <laughs> as, as as guys now we do really take our integrity ego and pride into consideration so like, even even our boys, like, like Philip said, you do need to understand the importance of surrounding yourself with the right people. Because now, if you're surrounded with, with the right people, you can actually go to them and be like, listen, Wallahi, recently I'm just not been feeling myself, I've been feeling a bit low. Do you know what I'm saying? Why? What's up? Just go out to get a coffee, a drink. Do you know what I'm saying? Seriously. If you're surrounding yourself with, with, with you just like beta males, you're just this going to tell you, oh, look at you, you feel lonely. Maybe even like help you in that moment, but behind your back, they're going around to your next boy saying, bro, my man's a loner, you know? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So as a you guy... Know, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say quickly, I feel like immediate, the immediate initial reaction when you said that was these people don't exist. They do. They genuinely yeah. do exist. Like there's actually people that would do that to you. 
And it's mad. It's so oh, mad. for sure, for sure. It's so mad. 100%, bro. 100%, bro. I've seen it happen, bro. Yeah, man. I've seen it happen with regards to, like, there was, there was, uh, I know someone that went to one of his very close boys, very close mm. boys, and like, listen, I'm not going to lie to you, I've been feeling kind of depressed recently. Mm. Um, I'm not depressed, but I've been feeling it. So in terms of, like, I feel like I'm slowly getting sucked into this downward spiral of just bad things happening in his life, and he just wants someone to talk about it. Mm. So yeah, they spoke, they spoke. Now, the guy that he spoke to about it went... <laughs> Behind his back and was like, boy, this guy's a weak guy, man. Mentally, he's weak. And now this news has now come to me and I'm like, brother, what is going on? What do you mean mm. weak? This guy is strong for the fact that he's actually speaking out. Mm. Because then again, he could have just let it consume him. That's, that's you being, you know, very vulnerable to your situation. But if you're going to go out and seek help, like, it should not be, especially for your guy, it should not be looked down upon. Guys, go out and seek help. If you need help, there are brothers out there that are willing to help. If you're a Muslim, go to the masjid. If you're a Christian, you can even go to the masjid. Go to the church. Go to wherever you want to go to. There is always going to be help, even if it means going to a library. Go to a coffee shop. Just talk with a random stranger. Just pour your heart out to them. Why not? Just Serious, bro. Just be careful about who you pick. Yeah, no, yeah. of course. Be careful about who you pick 100%. Yeah. But then again, be careful about who you surround yourself with as well. That's, okay. that's yeah. a key for one, bro. Yeah, man. Bro, I, I don't know. I don't really... I don't know where to go with this one because if we carry on, we're not going to end. Quite exactly. That was steady. That was, yeah, 100%, man. Everything you answered. Um... 100%. You have any any more questions? Nah, I don't have nah. any questions still. Okay. Um, Sweet. I just thought I thought I thought I something new. I'm gonna mm. try. It. I have I have one question. I'll try and ask it to every guest that we get on, like uh, going forward. So um, so hey, if you get a time machine, okay, you're able to go back to your ten year old self. Okay. What do you tell them? To my ten year old self. What's the one thing you would tell him? Yeah. Nine, ten-year-old self, yeah. Okay, cool. I'll say this. Only make mistakes if you're going to learn valuable lessons from them. Do not make any random mistake and have patience with the outcome. Okay. Because then, then again, you can have patience with not doing that mistake. And then that will be better for you than having patience with the outcome. Because then again, the outcome could change your life completely. Mm. That's what I would tell myself. So how how would you deter, how would you growing up determine that you're about to make a mistake if you genuinely feel like you're doing something that's good for you? If that makes sense. Yeah. So I think with this is a thing where it's it's got to be calculated. You can't just make a do something out of like for example, right? I'm gonna do something out of goodwill for someone. And that could then be a mistake on my behalf because, like, obviously this goes against what Philip said earlier. But then again, if if I'm young and naive and I don't know exactly what I'm doing without the right guidance, and I'm doing something good for somebody that's been returning bad to people, and now he's going to return bad to me. Do you see what I'm saying? So now, like, um, so I was I, I was in a situation right. I was like maybe in year seven, and. 
I was in a, I was like of, of the biggest in my class. And so I really, really helped people that were small and like, she kind of didn't really hit puberty yet because I really hadn't really hit puberty. And they used to get bullied on by other people. And I'll, I'll bust case for them. But then again, it's just a thing where it's like, I put myself in now in something with that person that was bullying you for you to then backstab me. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So only yeah. make mistakes that you learn valuable lessons from. So I really, I didn't need to do that. I could have just said, yep, just don't do that. And from there, I just told the teacher. I said, I got involved. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? So, and really, I didn't, I learned a valuable lesson from it in terms of, okay, don't, don't just help anybody. But it's a thing where I didn't need to get myself that involved. That's why yeah. I would tell my younger self, just so only it's make like, mistakes. Yeah, Karen? Begin to evaluate the decisions that you see, you're you yeah. making because they could yeah. be like life or death or really big points yeah, in your yeah, life yeah. that you'd regret. Yeah, I hear you. That makes sense. I hear you. Um, and I'll ask you this. What's, for the next guest that comes on, what's mm-hmm. a question that you would like to ask them? I, I don't know who it is. You don't know who it is. But what's something you'd like to ask them? Yeah, sorry, can you can you repeat the question, please? I thought you were oh, asking yeah. them. Sorry. No, no, cool, cool, cool. So um I'll ask this as well. So for the next guest, mm-hmm. what's something that you'd like to ask or know about them? You don't know who they are? Just what's yeah. the question that you'd like to ask them? Okay. Um I think I would uh I would ask the guest. Ooh, yeah, this one's a deeper one, bro. Um, I'm gonna need some time to think about that question, sir. No, you know what? You know, let's make let's make this a bit easier. Say, what question do you have for us? For and then we'll try. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, like, cool. if you just ask, look, how what question would you like? Like, if there was a question you'd ask, what would it be? Okay. Okay, this one is is a bit of a deep one. Um, so, okay, so as like young guys, we we have some things that we just know one hundred percent, but some things we just don't know. So, my question is to you guys, right? In life, in 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 what you guys perceive to be life and what you guys perceive to be success, how lost are you? How okay? Wow. You can't do that. Oh, crap. You, wow. can't you can't do that. that. Yeah, you can't do that. I can wow. write an essay on that question, bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> I, could write, I could write a whole dissertation on that question. Bro, 25 markers are easy. <laughs> Alright, calm. You know what we'll do? We'll answer this question at the beginning of the next podcast and ask it to the person that's going to be the next well. guest. Yeah. Okay, cool. That is nuts. So, hey, where the hell did you get that one from? Bro. Where did you get that one from? See what happens when you direct to the random. Yeah, you someone random, yeah. yeah? yeah That's yeah, not coming out of his brain. It's true. Yeah. That was steady. I can't. That was steady. That was very steady. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. That was a, that's a, I just deep it now. That's a deeper question, you know. Nah, we'll answer it. Come, mm-hmm. we'll try. We'll try and get some of it. We'll try it. We'll try it. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely, man. 
it's honestly been an honor and a pleasure to be on this podcast with you guys, man. I highly appreciate it. Thank you, I appreciate you, man. Pleasure's ours, bro. W podcast, bro. That was such a good podcast. Yeah. When I tell you, we could have kept talking for the whole day. Yeah, you might just started bringing up the topics. No was coming. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Literally just started off as boxing and stuff, and then it just went. It went. It went where. It went where I was meant to go, man. It was natural. <laughs> yeah, that was good, man. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, that's Stop the podcast. Huh? Oh. No, let me, let me end. Let me end. Um, but yeah, guys. Um, deeper podcast. Serious, deeper podcast. We really hope uh, you enjoyed this podcast. Um, thank you, Sahib, for jumping on. Really appreciate you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. And, um, yeah, guys. Stay blessed.